Equipping speakers to make an impact. It's the Key 5 Podcast for speakers by speakers with your host, Robert Ferguson. Welcome to the Key 5 Podcast for speakers by speakers. For show notes, go to key5podcast.com. Today, we're talking with Wayne Olson, a trainer, author, and speaker who presents on customer relations, fundraising, plan giving, and donor relations, and is the author of a new book, The Disney Difference, the complete guide to adding Disney-like magic to your corporation or organization. Let's get started. So, Wayne, in one sentence, um, what do you speak about? Robert, I speak about two things. I speak about customer relations, and then I also speak about fundraising in the form of plan giving and donor relations. So the two are closely related, but if you had to, to bring it down into one sentence, it's fundraising and customer and donor relations. That's uh, succinct. I love the way you say that. Uh, so tell us, Wayne, how did you end up in the business of being a speaker? You know, it's funny, Robert. This is not a business that uh, I, I guess there's a lot of people that want to be a speaker, and I'm one of them. But uh, you, this is a business I ended, I ended up as the right question because you don't become a speaker. You end up being a speaker. And 15 years ago, I gave a speech at a local organization. And several people at the, at the, at the, at the, at the audience of that uh, speech said, hey, would you come and give that speech to my organization? And then that too yielded two more that yielded two more. And about two years ago, I decided that I'm being asked to speak enough where I can do this full time. And that's when I made the switch to doing it full-time, having uh, had to turn down requests over the years because I had a full-time job. But, you know, it's just a, it's a situation where I was speaking a few years ago, and apparently saw, somebody saw something they liked, and they asked me to speak again. I love the way you describe that we, we don't choose it. We end up being a speaker and, and the way your story unfolds just seems so logical. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it is. It's very nice, actually. <laughs> well, Wayne, what do you know now that, that you wished you knew when you got started? Two things. Number one, it's not as hard as it seems. Uh, I think that a lot of people are intimidated by public speaking and they don't need to be. Uh, the, the key to public speaking is that you have some information or knowledge or experience that the audience does not have, and they want to hear it from you. And the second thing is that it's not, as, it's not that hard. It's just a matter of getting up there and being vulnerable and sharing yourself. And I wish I had done that sooner. I, I think I lack the confidence that I have now, and I would have been far better off if I just realized that it's not a matter of being an expert in anything, but simply sharing something that I have that the audience does not have but wants. You used a key word there for me, Wayne, which was vulnerable. Many people struggle with that. Is there something you encountered, discovered, or how did you come to the point of being comfortable being vulnerable? Uh, the audience appreciates it when you reveal that you are like them. And I think for whatever reason, we see speakers as being this monolithic creature up on the podium that just is the keeper of all knowledge and wisdom. And, and that's just not true. Uh, we're just like anybody else. We just happen to be in front of the audience instead of part of the audience. And whenever you share anything from your past that the people can relate to, failures, embarrassments, when I was fired, um, people relate to that. You, you know, I think the human tendency is to think that that would diminish our character or diminish our credibility. 
but the opposite is actually true. It increases our character and increases our our credibility because people see us as as being like them and rising above whatever failures we have. Great insight. I appreciate you sharing that. So, Wayne, as you um, you're thinking about mo- the presentations, you're you're traveling around, you're doing these. I suspect story is important. How how do you develop a key story um, that you may use across multiple presentations? Good question, Robert. And and it's the key to being a good speaker. It's always to tell everything in the form of a story, uh, because people relate to stories. Um, we're all about stories. And, and the key is to, to think about the stories that are important to you. And if you have a point you want to make, you think about how that relates into a story as opposed to just giving out bullet points. And, and I think the key is to always relate it as a story. So, you know, you probably heard stories from some speakers that were okay and stories from other speakers that were amazing. What, what's the difference you've noticed in developing a great story? That's a good question, Robert. Here's the simple answer. Make it your story. Uh, it doesn't do any good if I repeat somebody else's story. It, it, even if it's a great story, it goes down a couple notches when I repeat it because it's their story, not mine. So the key is to, to develop stories and use experiences from your own life. Uh, and I'll give you a quick example. Uh, I talk a lot about tourism and customer relations because tourism is a great laboratory for customer relations, uh, working in the tourism field when I did when I was younger. And I tell the story about how I hit a giraffe when I was driving a, monor- a monorail in a zoo. Oh uh, not many people have hit a giraffe with a monorail. I think I'm probably one of a dozen people in the world, if not the only person. Uh, the giraffe's okay, by the way. It didn't hurt. It was, we were almost stopped, so it wasn't a big deal. But it's humorous, and people can say, oh, well, you know, this guy, he's an expert on tourism, but he began by making a big mistake. I could have been fired for that. And, you know, but that's my story. And you have to come up with your own stories because that's what people want to hear. They want to hear you. It's not, they don't want to hear a good story. They want to hear your good story. I love the way you say that. That's a great insight to, to, to a speaker is about your story. And so as you're, let's say that same story about the giraffe and you're going to different locations, what do you do to ensure that your story, your presentation is relevant to, to that specific audience? Sure. You think about your, well, first of all, whenever I speak, I ask the person who's hiring me or bringing me in to speak, tell me about your audience. What is it? Why are you calling me? And what is it you want the audience to get from me? And then when they leave, what do you want them to talk about? And I ask those three questions whenever I speak, and those are very revealing because it gives me some insight into why I'm being brought there and what the audience expectations are. When I know that, I adapt the story and the parts of the story to the people. Uh, And and to use the giraffe story, if I'm a mechanical engineer, uh, I'm, I'm going to a mechanical engineer conference, I might talk about how the monorail didn't stop like I wanted it to and how I wish it did. If I'm going to a zoology conference, I'll, I'll downplay the injury to the draft. There was no injury, but I'll downplay the, the possible injury uh, and talk about how it was wonderful that I got to expose people to see giraffes so close that you could touch them. Uh, that's a very crude and quick way of answering your question in the interest of time. But you can use the same story and highlight different portions of it depending on who you're speaking to. 
Wayne, I really appreciate of your three points, but the last one, I don't know if I've heard any speakers ask the question of what do you want them to be talking about as they leave? That's really a uh, uh, terrific uh, insight. And I, I, I'm going to remember that one. <laughs> um, just, well, thank, just send me a nickel every time you use it. I appreciate it. <laughs> there we go. Well, you know, speakers, especially professional speakers, uh, even if they do workshops or their keynote, they're doing this to make a living. Um, it's about generating income. Are, would you ever recommend, though, there are times that speakers should speak for free, and if so, why? Sure. Well, I think we should speak for free all the time, and I do. Uh, and by the way, never speak for free involuntarily where they don't pay you and you're planning on getting paid. But, <laughs> you know, I speak for free if it's a church. Uh, sometimes I'll speak for free, or if it's a charity that I happen to have a, a compassion for. Uh, you know, I think we have an obligation to give back. And anytime that somebody calls you and you think that you have an opportunity to help them, uh, I think it's good to give back and give for, for uh, speak for free. Uh, on the more business side of the answer to that question, uh, I will speak for free sometimes or generally within 100 miles of my house if I think it's going to give me a possibility of getting more business. So anytime I can speak that will give me more business, uh, I, I'm more inclined to speak for free. Or if I think that my words will genuinely help the organization and it's a mission that I support, then I, I'm inclined to speak for free as well. But I, I think it is important to speak for free. But at the same time, when I do speak for free, uh, I invoice them at full price and then show a discount of full price uh -huh. so that they know that my time has value. Those are some great points, Wayne. And I, I was going to pick up on the 100-mile radius you've set criteria or knowing you can get future business. But I also really like the idea of sending an invoice, even if it's for zero, but it sh you've discounted it. That's um, You're showing value. That's great. Um, Robert, if I may, I need to add something to that answer, too. And I, I almost forgot. And I think since I've encouraged people to speak for free, I think I should, I should mention this. Uh, and, and this is unfortunate, but the clients that give me the most difficulty, the ones that are hardest to deal with, the ones that are the most demanding are typically the ones that I speak for free. Uh, the ones that pay me the most are the ones that give me the, you know, the easiest conditions to work under. The, they're there on time. They're there early. They give me the equipment I need or they, they respond to my emails or questions. It's typically when I speak for free that I find that there's no one there to meet me, the microphone doesn't work, or they didn't send me the data that I needed, or the audience, they don't answer the audience questions for me. Uh, so whatever you do, remember your time is valuable. And that if you are speaking for free, you're giving them something of value. It's nothing is ever free. So please keep that in mind. I think our listeners, that will really resonate with them and their own experiences. I appreciate you adding that, Wayne. Um, as we start to wrap up, I'm looking. Is there any secret tips or tricks about speaking you would be willing to share? And I also want to talk about your new book and maybe how folks can get that. Sure. The the only trick I can give you, and this was something that was given to me by a speaker named Richard Wildman more than 17 years ago. Remember, it's always about them. It's never about me. Always do things for them. Um, he told me to say a prayer before I speak that I say the words that the audience needs to hear, and that I'm empowered to give them the message they want to hear. And, and I do that. It's not about me. It's about them. And, and I, I remember that and I try to live that. And whenever I say that prayer, whenever I go into a speech with the right frame of mind, I, I always come out better. And hopefully the audience always has as well. 
I love that. I appreciate you sharing that. And, and uh, Wayne, if folks want to get a copy of the Disney difference, um, tell us more about that. Sure. It's on Amazon. You can go on Amazon and, and get the book there. Uh, if you want, I will do this for your listeners. You can go onto my website, wayneolson.com. And if you enter the code key5 at checkout, you'll get a 15% discount. Wonderful. And thank you very much. I very much appreciate you sharing that with our listeners. And um, this has been great, Wayne. As we like to say to our listeners, we'll see you on the stage. Robert, thanks for having me. I appreciate your time together today. Now let's hear what Alan Hoffler has for us in our Millswick Minute. Today's speaking tip is about how to find your own voice and not just mimic others. It's tempting to hear a great speaker on stage and think, man, I could tell that story and get the same laugh or tears or effect. And it's possible that telling the stories of others can be effective for you. But in general, the most effective way to find your voice and impact on the audience is to find the commonality that you have in your own life and stories. It's not that hard. You're human. They're human. There is more that connects us than separates us. Find the struggle, the rise to success, the unexpected, or the truly miraculous in your existence and relate it to the people who will pay you to deliver that message. Then make it about the audience. An easy way to take your story and force the audience to apply it to their lives is the phrase, or something close to the phrase, what about you? Then ask them about their experience. It's an easy question to add to any personal story that causes an audience to find the relevance to themselves. I'm Alan Hoffler, and this is your Millswick Minute. Thanks, Alan. I'll now turn to our listeners and ask, what about you? If you would like to share your experience as a speaker, contact me by email at robert at yourlocalstudio.com. On our next Key 5 podcast, I'll be interviewing Corey Mosley, a change catalyst who helps entrepreneurs and sales teams create breakthrough performance. I hope you can join us. To listen to all of our podcasts and learn more about our guests, go to key5podcast.com. That's K-E-Y and the number 5, podcast.com. And be sure to download the speaking tips available there. So go to key5podcast.com today. Thanks for listening. This podcast was produced by your local studio. For more, go to keyfipodcast.com. Hey, if you're still listening, thanks for sticking around. I have one quick request. If you like the show, it would mean a whole lot if you left a review over in the iTunes store. This actually helps others find the show. So thanks in advance, and I'll talk to you next time.